The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This week on your favorite soap opera, it's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. Today on the show, it's an uncensored look at the secret life of soaps. In just a few moments, I'll be joined by journalist Nelson Branco, who will be sharing with us the latest information that he's learned about the planned returns of All My Children and One Life to Live. Then in the second half of the show, we go interactive. We want to find out how soap fans got hooked on their favorite soaps. So how did you fall in love with soaps and what keeps you tuning in tomorrow? We want you to call in and share your stories with us. So give us a call. The number is 866 866- Four seven two five seven eight eight. Heather DiPietro will be our guest in that half of the show, and she'll be talking about some of the soap-related projects that she's been working on. Of course, as always, the phone lines are open for the entire show. So if you're an AMC or One Life to Live fan and you want to call in with your thoughts about the resurrection of the two soaps, we'd love to hear from you too. You can reach out on our toll-free line. It's 866 Again, it's 866-472-5788. You can also chat with us on Twitter at Soap Central Live. So pull up a chair, a bench, a stool, or feel free to stand for the next hour because we're getting ready to start this week's show. It has been, I guess it's been nearly a year since Nelson Branco was last here with us on Soap Central Live. And in that time, he has been busy getting the inside story on the who, what, where, when, and how two of our favorite soaps will be returning. Of course, I'm referring to Prospect Park's planned relaunch of All My Children and One Life to Live. Nelson has been sharing top-secret information with soap fans through his soap opera Uncensored publication, and he's here today to give us the rundown on all of the details that he's learned. So, Nelson, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Hey, Dan. How's it going? It's great. How are you today? I'm good. I'm a little tired. I've been working 16-hour days all this week, so I just woke up from a nap. So hopefully I, I'll perk up and be my lively self. Uh, it's <laughs> nice talking to you. I haven't seen you, I guess, since, what, the, the Emmys this past summer. I guess so. I, I try to hide. I hide under the bed or, or stay clear uh, as much as I can. <laughs> Unlike you, you like to be uh, well-known out there. I, I'm, I'm much easier, I think, hiding. <laughs> I don't really like to be well known, but you know it's uh, <clears throat> it's a byproduct when you break stuff, and you know I think my work makes me well known. But I mean, I try to stay away from the, well, the spotlight as much as I can. I, I'm actually really shy and close to the people that, that know me. You know, can attest to that. But you know, it's you, on Twitter. You you know, it's, that's why I'm a writer. You, you stand. You know, you, I think most writers are shy, painfully shy, and and uh, I think that's why we write. But I despise the spotlight. That's why I work behind the scenes in TV and, and print. But, um, yeah. So, anyway, um, thanks for having me on. Um, and congrats to all your success this past year. You've had some great shows this past year as well. 
Thank you. I appreciate that. But we're talking about the spotlight. Let's put a spotlight right on on both of us here at the top of the show. And let's talk about, of course, the return of All My Children, One Life to Live. If you had to give a percentage of confidence that you are that All My Children, One Life to Live will return, what percentage would you say? And the role of Walter Cronkite will be now played by Dan Kroll. Good question. Um, great question, actually. Um, yeah, oh, God. Um, I think something's definitely going to happen, <laughs> whether it's going to translate into success or, or failure is a different story. But, you know, um, I know Tom Racina really well. I mean, you know, God bless Prospect Park. They keep hiring my friends. But um, they're at work, and, you know, all systems go. They're going to shoot in February. And, you know, it seems, you know, it, it, I mean, I've, I've, you know, I've dotted Prospect Park's eyes and crossed their T's for them, and, and it seems like it's all systems go. Um, so something's going to happen. Whether it, you know, launches online um, or it lasts is a different story, and I'm not ready to, like, handicap those stats yet, but, you know, I think it's 100% go. Um, you know, I think... The, the general consensus, I think, um, in the industry is, you know, hope and optimism. And, of course, this is, you know, new, well, relatively new territory. I mean, you know, I mean, this has been done before, not necessarily um, translating, you know, so to the web, um, even though I don't think that's Prospect Park's, you know, complete intention. I think they really do want to bring it to television in some, in some form. But, you know, you know, we've seen uh, Crystal Chappelle's Venice, and, I mean, this is not, like, you know, impossible. Like, we've seen, so, you know, air on the web. So, mm-hmm. and uh, the vanity and, you know, some of the pieces. Like, you know, there's, there's a lot of successful stories out there. So, um, you know, I, 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 I wish them the best. I mean, I'm happy. I don't know how they're going to split the production in, like, three weeks or well, less than three weeks. I don't know. Um, but... Uh, I think the consensus in the industry is of hope and, uh, you know, there's a part of the industry that wants these soaps to revert back to ABC. And the reason why is because Cartini wants them. And, hmm. and I would prefer them to be in the hands of the dynamic, you know, you know, who can do no wrong. I mean, Cartini basically, you know, they're the new, they're the new Gloria Monty. So, I would have preferred it to have been in Cartini's hands and ABC's hands because, you know, ABC is sort of leading the leading Ron Carlotti and Frank Valentini alone, which is good. I mean, if they were in Brian Franz's hands, I'd be like, Prospect Park, you know, <laughs> you know, keep the call to yourself, not, you know, give up your licensing rights. But um, I have to say that uh, I'm pretty hopeful. I, um, you know, I just, I, I feel much more confident if Frank w- was in charge. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. Well, no. let's zip back a little bit because, of course, in 2011, we heard that Prospect Park was going to relaunch the shows, and it didn't work. What really was the ultimate sticking point that they couldn't get it working in 2011, but now somehow they were able to fix whatever that was and, and get it going here? Well, I mean, I don't know for a fact. I mean, I think they, um, I mean, according to them, uh, you know, they, A, didn't have enough time, which they had way more time, you know, between the, the announcements of the cancellations and their announcement of picking up the, or, you know, purchasing licensing rights to the shows, than they do now, which is ironic. 
but you know, I don't think they um, generated you know revenue really. I think it all comes down to money. So um, I think the soap band, the soap movement, and yes, even those silly soap coupons really did help. Um, you know, uh, you know, prove that we wanted um, these soaps back and we want to keep this genre alive. And kicking, I think um, General Hospital success, um, I'll give a shout-out to Weinar and Days and, and B&B as well because, you know, soaps are kicking ass right now. It's, it's kind of the year of the soaps, 2013. I mean, I'm really proud of the genre. Uh, you know, we have people like Angelic McDaniel who really care about this genre at CBS. She's the VP there. And um, I think, you know, I think they saw that, I think that, you know, obviously the clock was ticking, their lights, you know, the, the, the rights were about to expire, and they thought, hey, you know, let's do, let's do another go at this. So um, I think there's a variety of factors. I think they, um, it's funny that they, I think they had less time, and they actually pulled it together this time around. But um, I think General Hospital is a big part of it, I think. When you mentioned earlier that you're not entirely sure how they're going to be able to get everything up and running in the matter of a couple of weeks, let's talk about something else. There's been talk about some casting issues. We've heard that there basically are only a few people who've come out and said that they're part of the show. For All My Children, it's Lindsay Hartley and Vincent Irizarry, Debbie Morgan, Jordi Villasuso, One Life to Live. I know we've heard from Robin Strasser, Jerry Verdorn. It's not exactly a full canvas, so I'm hoping we would have to assume that there are people who maybe aren't on the Internet to share this information, or maybe some people are just playing it close to the vest. But regardless of whether you have everything else in line, I mean, you're not going to be able to put together a show with three people. Well, it's like, you know, that proverbial question, what can you the script of the cast? And it seems like they're doing everything backwards. I mean, they, they announced... Um, members of the cast like Lindsay Hartley. I mean, Jesus Christ, <laughs> as the world turns and Guiding Light are going to be rebooted, they're going to ask Lindsay Hartley to sign on. I mean, she's <laughs> the first person to go to. Uh, no offense, Lindsay Hartley. I love her and, and uh, I know her and I, I totally respect her talent and I'm glad she's on this reboot. But, you know, I personally am old school. So, like, you write the script first. And, you know, I, I wouldn't assume that there aren't scripts in existence. I mean, Ron obviously wrote the Fraternity Blow storyline and had, you know, projected, I think, the one like to live. He had signed with Prospect Park. So obviously there's some Bible out there, as well as All My Children, Agnes did, you know, that whole cliffhanger. So there are scripts in existence. I don't know, you know, at this juncture yet. I can't confirm it. If, you know, Prospect Park's allowed to use those Bibles at this point, um, they seem to be going after the same people they were going last year, you know, after. So... I think that's a good sign. I know a lot of actors are talking to Prospect Park, and some are dubious, and some have issues and other commitments. Um, you know, Alicia Minshew has other projects that she said on Twitter, and, um, you know, she wants, you know, she needs everything to work out properly. I mm -hmm. think a lot of these actors feel like they've been burned um, you know, last year. I mean, they lost their iconic jobs, where most of the, some of them are making millions of dollars a year at, at some point. And, uh, they, they felt like, oh my god, there's, you know, light at the end of the tunnel, and, you know, this is going to continue in some manner. And for a lot of these people, I know it's not about money. Um, and then if the rug is pulled in, um, underneath them, and I, I feel like, you know, I think they're a little gun shy about this whole thing, but, um, I'm very happy that Robin Strasser signed. Thank god. 
<laughs> so we don't have to hear a bitch explain on Twitter. Thank you, God. He's made my life so much easier, my sonny. Robin Strasser, um, <laughs> the one likes to live. But it is, it, it, it's weird. I mean, you know, they hired cast members before they hired head writers and sorted out a WGA deal. So I, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a scoop uh, that I haven't printed in my magazine. Hopefully I'll get it out uh, tomorrow. Um, I've had contacts with, <laughs> made contact with Prospect Park. Um, I, uh, in my last issue, I revealed sort of the financial numbers. Uh, I've been leaked, uh, you know, exclusive Prospect Park documents, which, you know, I think most people know that I broke that they're, they were confirmed that they were going ahead with this. They were, you know, they're filming in Connecticut, et cetera, et cetera. And last week I, you know, uh, printed some of the other document, uh, other information that I redacted in the Prospect Park, uh, documents where, um, you know, their, their financial, uh, Issues and you know the prospect arc immediately contacted me and and uh, the publicist. So there there is a publicist, shocker, and uh, and a lawyer contacted me as well. <laughs> and they're not playing, uh, but they wanted to uh, need to retract that they have since changed their mind um, and uh, shifted the numbers because I guess I, I didn't get the most up to date prospect park um, overview. And that they're not accepting a executive producer fee at this point for mm. uh, producing these two shows. Because so that was I'm about two million. Two I'm million. Write that in my next issue. Um, that, but they do exist. Was... So I'm so happy. I'm like, oh my god! I actually contacted <laughs> someone at Prospect Park. I mean, I'm Jeff and Rich Frank, and their lawyers, and this Zuckerman publicist chick contacted <laughs> well, me. So they do exist. I mean, that's they a good point. They do exist. That's a good point because let's face it, for a lot of soap fans are used to getting information sort of when they want it. And Prospect Park has been very quiet, both uh, last time when things didn't work out and even now as things seem to be looking much better. Is this sort of maybe the new era of PR that things are just kept really, really quiet? Or is this maybe just the way Prospect Park is, is going to be until everything finally gets into production? Well, I don't know how to answer that. Um, I, uh, I, uh, you know, reports of their tactics and demeanor, um, you know, I can confirm. I mean, the way they've dealt with me, uh, they're they're very aggressive, um, and uh, I'm just saying they're very aggressive, and uh, you know. Yeah, you know, that's all I'm gonna say. They're very aggressive. Um, yeah, no, very hey, aggressive. Yep. I I have to say that um, I don't think their tactics, e- even dealing with me, bode well for the genre. At least this is just my opinion. I want to say this is my opinion before they sue me. Uh, but um, I I don't. It, the, my interaction with Buster Park this past week has uh, worried me a lot. Because I don't think they really respect the genre, uh, from what I can tell. This is my opinion, um, and uh, and you know I've heard this the way they've dealt with the WGA, the way they've dealt with the actors. Um, they you know they keep pulling the rug out of you know this entire genre's feet you know over and over again. So I'm a little concerned 
um, okay. just with the way they deal with professionals, the fact that they, I guess, back to your question, that they, they haven't gone on the record, which is, you know, suspect. I don't understand why they weren't talking to Soap Opera Digest, you know, the number one selling magazine on the market. I mean, isn't this the, the audience you want to go after? I mean, they did, you know, profile piece on, on Jeff Quantinance and the New York Times, like, the, over a year ago. I mean, that's great, but the New York Times audience isn't going to be watching these shows. So, um, you know, give or take, you know, a couple <laughs> thousand people. So um, I'm concerned. Um, I, you know, I'm not ready to reveal everything I know, but, you know, I'm a little concerned about their uh, approach to this. Um, it seems dubious to me, you know, but they're going ahead with it. So, uh, you know, I mean, God bless them. Um, Absolutely. Well, there's another Prospect Park related issue that I know for a while. By the way, sorry to interrupt you. I just want to <laughs> say, okay. you know, when other journalists are saying, "Oh, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen." I mean, this has been happening since August. You know, I've known about it since the summer. I mean, you know, whether they were going to actually, so they've had like some time, um, sort of put this together. But they've been they've relaunched their efforts since the summer. I just want to make that clear. This is just wasn't like. You know, overnight. Todd and, and, yeah, Todd is such a successful one like to live. We want him on our show. Like, it's, it's you know, um, this has been happening for a while. Well, that actually works out really well, what you just said, into something that a lot of fans want to know. And we have a caller on the line, Amy, from well, right here in Pennsylvania, who has a question about, of course, the general hospital characters that are former One Life to Live characters. So, Amy, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi, Dan. How are you? Hi, Nelson. Hi. Hi, Amy. How's it going? Good. I love you on Twitter. I think you're hysterical. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Amy, you have a question that a lot of fans are wondering, and uh, let's hear what you have to say. Well, I'm just curious, because these characters have been on General Hospital for a year now, and they're pretty involved in major story. Um, I I was kind of curious as to how long General Hospital would have had to know about the possibility of losing them, and if... um, if if they do go over, is it possible that they won't be back? I mean, I understand that the actors are under contract with ABC, but the characters are owned by Prospect Park. And um, I'm just not sure why uh, they didn't take precautions when they um, re-gave uh, them their, I guess, their extension uh, in January to make, you know, provisions or anything to keep something like this from happening. Or I'm just curious as to what the state yeah. of those actors will be. That's the well, million-dollar question. question. Thank you for yeah. actually, you know, knowing the facts. I, though Prospect doesn't own these characters, they've licensed them. But yeah, thank you for for you know realizing that the, the ABC has these actors on contract. <laughs> now, they don't have the rights to the characters at this point. I really think Ron and Frank thought the rights would revert to ABC, obviously. Um, but they've known for a while. I broke in uncensored. I, think, I don't know, maybe a month ago. That or no, a month ago, maybe two or three weeks ago, probably three weeks ago that, you know, expect to see these characters being written out. I think we saw that this week. I mean, I think I broke two weeks ago that, you know, they switched gears and that AJ was going to, you know, Sean Kanan told me this, that obviously, you know, they switched gears and they were going to repair AJ and Carly together, um, which we saw this week, and Shuttle taught out. Um, You know, right now they're writing these characters out to see, you know, what's going to happen. I think the vampire storyline uh, is an interesting 
reaction to Prospect Park. I mean, they can use Michael Easton as, as Caleb. I think that's amazing. It's totally smart. I know the decision is controversial, but I think that's at least one step in the right direction until they can figure out what's happening. But I think Ron and Frank had known since December that they had to write the stuff. You know, I mean, they were dark for two or three weeks, so they've written... I think they've known since November that this is, you know, happening. Um, you know, whether they... They're taking it seriously is another matter, but, you know, legally they're doing, you know, everything the right way. And I think, you know, the whole approach, I think, in every aspect of the story is, you know, wait and see what Prospect does. So, okay. um, but you know what, I, you know, I, 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 I mean, it's, it's sad because, um, I mean, I know the one like both characters on GH are controversial and stuff. I think they, they work pretty much, um, uh, the exception of Star Manning, but um, you know uh, they're they brought a lot of viewers to General Hospital, so I think the sentiment is that you know Ron and Frank are, aren't really happy about this, and I, and I know they're fighting it every step of the way. So Nelson, what happens if they have to seed the characters temporarily, but Roger Howarth and Kristen Alderson and Michael Easton don't want to go to the One Life to Live web-based series? Then what do we? I mean, then we're sort of screwed all around. Yeah. I mean, there are some conspiracy theorists that I've spoken to in the industry that think that this is another last-ditch effort to, you know, sort of, um, you know, uh, attack General Hospital's rating success and in, in terms of ABC's plot to, to kill soaps. Um, so, you know, and, and you know, I, I mean, that's just one theory that uh, I don't necessarily subscribe to, but it's worth considering. So, I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's ironic and suspect that, you know, they, they decided to relaunch these shows just as, you know, the, either the clock was ticking and the rights would revert back to ABC. So, you know, I think, um, I think the timing is really suspect. I mean, I, you know, a few red flags went off on me, but I don't think General Hospital is going to suffer because, you know, Cartini is, you know, a very established machine. I think they can make, you know, anything work. Um, you know, I think they can make them what the man, the worst show on primetime was. I mean, they're kind of like indestructible. So I don't think this is going to halt General Hospital's progress. Like, you know, they have Lynn Herring, for God's sake. I mean, they're, they're going to go full steam ahead. Um, you know, the actors that are on General Hospital, Roger Howard, Michael Easton, and Kristen Alderson are under contract. I don't see them, you know, don't quote me, I mean, this is just my opinion, but I don't see them going to this one like of reboot. Uh, whether Ron and Frank recast them as other characters, I don't think they will explain. I think they're just going to wait, because, you know, the, the, the threshold, the, the time that Prospect Park is going to start filming, I mean, this could all fall apart, like Ellen Wheeler's Guiding Light, very quickly. So, <laughs> you know, I think they're just going to wait and see before they do anything. I mean, they may use Michael Easton as Caleb. Um, I think Jamie Giddens at Daytona Confidential said that the Empire storyline is not just a nod to history, that they are going ahead with some kind of, you know, meat and potatoes of uh, a storyline with this, this approach. So, you know... Um, so, yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, I don't have any new information to, to, to really uh, relate to you, but um, I think right now everyone's waiting, you know, and watching. 
Well, let's go to the other side of the conspiracy theory. And, you know, some folks are saying this is an effort to maybe tank General Hospital. Let's just say that All My Children and One Life to Live come back on the web. And let's say they do amazingly. What's then to stop ABC from canceling General Hospital, seeing that they can send it to the soap, sell the rights to Prospect Park, and be completely out of the soap business themselves and still make money? Sorry, repeat that last part. You just cut out. Um, <laughs> sure, sorry. No, what's what's to stop ABC from seeing that you know Prospect Park was able to right. relaunch All My Children and not just right. decide to cancel GH and send that to the web too? Listen, that's a very valid theory. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I guess given the the state of ABC daytime these days, where they can't even like. You know, Lance Armstrong can host a daytime talk show on ABC and make it work. I mean, that's how bad ABC daytime is right now. You know, um, I, you know, um, I think ABC wanted, I mean, they gave an extension to Prospect Park, which I think was the worst thing ABC did, but you know, nothing they do shocks me anymore because they canceled the highest rated daytime show on their network, One Night to Live. You know, last year. So, you know, it is suspect that they gave them an, uh, a month's extension. And, um, you know, the other conspiracy theory is, like, all Prospect Park has to do, apparently, reportedly, allegedly, in their contract, is produce the show within a year. Or one of the shows within a year. Once they get the show produced, then they have these rights for 10, I've heard 15 years is another number. I think it's 15 years according to my sources. So I think they're rushing to produce this stuff to hold on to these rights the for 15 rights. years, 10 yeah. years, and sort of, um, oh, God, what, what do they call those people who rent? Squat. Squat on the right. Squatters? <laughs> squatters, <laughs> Soap exactly. squatters, great. Soap squatters, yes. Welcome, yeah, this is going to be my new show on SoapNet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And, and by the way, people complain about the soap coupons, but, you know, SoapNet is still airing in half the country, by the way. Um, you know, maybe she hasn't, like, tanked that yet, uh, pretty much. But, you know, um, so, yeah, SubSquatter. So, I, it's, uh, I don't know. I think the next month is going to be really telling. Luckily, a lot of my friends are on this Prospect Park venture. So, thank you, Prospect Park, for hiring my friends. So I'm going to keep a, a very close eye on the story. I think the next month is going to be extremely telling. Um, my, like, to reiterate what I said earlier, I mean, my interaction with Prospect Park um, this past week, and it was very intensive, uh, kind of uh, worried me because I don't think they understand this industry. So... That doesn't bode well. I mean, Ellen Wheeler won, you know, two Emmys playing Marley and Vicky in Another World. She knew the industry. She was part of the glory days, and she couldn't make it work. You know, I don't know if that makes sense. So you have these very uh, masculine, aggressive men, like Jeff Quantinance and Rich Frank, and, and uh, heading up this, online network, which really needs to be renamed. It's like the most sexless name I've ever heard in my life. I mean, like, if I promote, if I was in, uh, you know, TV and film school and I said, I want to do, uh, there's this imaginary network that I want to create called the online network, they would give me an F. You know, it's like, that, that name doesn't stick, you know. So, you know, I think that, um, I don't think they understand at all. I mean, the saving grace in Prospect Park's defense is that they have Agnes Nixon consulting. 
But poor Agnes Nixon. I mean, I love Agnes Nixon. I've met her, I've interviewed her, I, you know, revere her, obviously, but, you know, I don't, um, just say, you know, she's not, you know, she's, you know, old. She's old, and I think she's not really aware. I mean, she was shocked when the shows were canceled. I don't think many people in the know were shocked that these shows were canceled by ABC. So I don't think she's really, you know, aware of the new realities of television. And and, uh, God bless her, though. But, you know, I'm happy that she's there, at least. But I don't know how much power she has. She clearly couldn't stop ABC from canceling All My Children and One Life to Live. So, but, you know, she's there, so maybe the story Bible will, um, I am hearing that Mar- Marlene McPherson will probably more than likely get that AMC co-head uh, job. I don't know how I feel about that, but I'm looking and we're, we're almost out of time for this well, segment. Well, I did so we talk have- to Marlene recently, and she did say that uh, All My Children is uh, her favorite soap opera. Okay, well, good. And Agnes we'll- um is her uh, idol. So she could, you know, and it's ironic that Lorraine Broderick's had days and she could be at All My Children. Well, anyway, wrap up. No, that's, that's interesting. We need, because you're going to be having information about the, the Prospect Park relaunch that will be coming through to you, you know, hourly. So we need to let folks know how they can subscribe to Soap Opera Uncensored. Give us the details. Yeah, you can uh, just email soap, uh, soapuncensored at yahoo.com. Um, and we will email you back with all the information, um, and you can buy issues individually, uh, and you can follow my Twitter timeline at uh, Nelly, N-E-L-L-I-E, Branco, B-R-A-N-C-O, or at Soap uh, Uncensored uh, on Twitter, and follow me on Facebook as well. So it's pretty easy to find, I think. We've got about 30 seconds left for this segment. Anything that you want to leave fans with before we have to take a break? Um, I think this is going to be a really great year for soaps. I really do. I think we're reclaiming our genre. Well, that's what we we're like getting, to hear. We <laughs> we definitely like to hear that. We'll Nelson, out. <laughs> it will be nosoapsquatter.com, Hopefully, Nelson. Thanks for dropping by today, and thanks for waking up for your nap to uh, provide an amazing half hour of fun here. Thanks, Dan. I hope I was somewhat entertaining and lose it. Anyway, take care and have. And I love Heather, and I'm glad you're having Heather in the next half hour. I think she's great. So, well, that's what we're going to do in the next segment, everybody. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be back with more of Soap Central Live in just about two minutes. Stay tuned. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Hey, so fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys and much more. 
whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. When you look at something that's been designed, whether it's clothing, architecture, or a work of art, do you stop and wonder about the inspiration and thought process that went into the design? Tune in to Dishing the Dirt on Design with hosts Ann Asher and Eleanor schrader Shapa. We'll take the mystery out of the creation process, along with revealing the backstory from art to fashion to travel and so much more. Listen to Dishing the Dirt on Design every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. Uh, again, I want to thank Nelson Branco for dropping by in the last half hour to share some of the news that he's learned about the relaunch of All My Children, One Life to Live. What we'd like to do here on the show is to, of course, have you guys call in and tell us your soap stories. And we're looking for today information about how you got hooked on soaps. What made you keep watching? Why do you keep watching? Has there ever been a time where you've maybe drifted away and said you were never going to watch soaps again, but of course somehow found yourself roped back in? Now, my next guest has been involved in two soap-related projects. Heather DiPietro was the associate producer of Soap Life, a documentary on daytime drama, and she is the force behind the web series My Story. It's the first web series that's about fans of soaps. Boy, do I have some stories for her. And I'm sure she has some for us, too. So let's just welcome her to the show. Heather, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hey, thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. Now, we have to put you on the spot since we're asking soap fans all week to share how they got hooked on soaps. Let's uh, find out your story. How did you get started watching? What was it that finally hooked you and what keeps you tuning in tomorrow? Well, I started watching Draw Hospital with my mom. Um, just growing up as a child and she was raising me, she just always had all my children on and uh, draw hospital. And so I never really got into all my children. I mean, I ended up watching all of them as I was growing up. So I know vaguely some of the stories, but draw hospital is like the show that I've been watching forever. And, um, you know, I, when I went to college, it was like super important that I managed all my, I, you know, scheduled all my classes around <laughs> General Hospital, and, um, but I just, I, you know, I just love watching it. I just, I think what's the greatest thing about soaps is that, um, you know, you get to tune in every single day, whereas, you know, with a primetime show, you only get to watch, you know, one episode a week, and it's nice to kind of grow with the characters because you see them, you know, grow up and get married and have kids and all the drama that comes with all of that, so, um, but that's how I started watching with my mom. And uh, my sister is a closet soap fan. It's so funny because, like, we'll be watching and characters, but she definitely um, 
you know, is always sort of secretly watching. But so we've got her secretly, you know, hooked too. So, I'm sure yeah. she appreciates being outed here on uh, live radio. <laughs> oh yeah, she would she would swear up and down that she's not a fan. <laughs> well, we'll somehow we'll find a way to, to get her caught on camera admitting, uh, you know. So tell me about Luke and Nora, and she'll say, "No, no, it's Lara. It's let's see, we'll get her. We'll find a way." <laughs> <laughs> really. Oh. Now there are uh, there are so many people who have stories about how they got hooked on soaps and uh, you know there are stories even from the folks who are involved in the soaps that are they talk about how the soaps are special to them it's not just necessarily a form of employment it really is a, a family it becomes this whole sort of tight knit community that people may not be aware of and I'd imagine that that was something that was really explored when you were working on the Soap Life documentary. Can you tell us a little bit about what Soap Life was and some of the things that you learned through that project? Yeah, um, I got involved with Soap Life because I was a senior in college and I was looking to get involved. I was looking to do an internship because all my friends were in a different part of the film program and had done internships. And I was like, well, it'd be really great to you know, work on a soap opera. Like, that's my dream. Like, I want to go work on a soap opera and I saw somehow on Twitter there was a soap life documentary and so I applied um, I sent you know Matthew D'Amato the producer I sent him an email and said hey um, you know I'm really a big fan of soaps and I have you know sort of a, a bit of a following on Twitter and sort of on Facebook like maybe I can help you out and so he got back to me and said we would love your help and so um, my involvement with Soap Life is basically just getting the fans excited, like getting them interested in the pro- in the project. Because uh, when I first started speaking with Matt, he said that there was some like um, you know not everyone was supporting it, and I couldn't believe that. I was like, well, it's documentary about soaps, like it's it's going to be it could be a really big deal, especially you know um, you know if it turns out really well, it could go to Sundance or it could go beyond HBO, and you know that could really get the word out about our soaps and. So he was just like, if you can do anything to um, help convince the fans that this is something they should support and love and, you know, you know, back up, then, you know, do it. So I um, ended up flying out to New York in March, and that's when I got to see, like, all the different parts of the documentary. Because up until that point, I had just been doing all their social media stuff. And so this was the first time I'd actually sat down and looked at the footage and you know, was watching it kind of come alive on, you know, in Final Cut, and I was like, this is so great. Like, the fans are going to love this. Like, if they don't love this, there's there's just something wrong with them, you know? So, um, but that was, you know, primarily how I kind of got involved and what, it ended, what I ended up doing with it. And, and then I ended up helping Matthew and kind of everyone else involved uh, plan the premiere, and I handled the guest list and contacting all the Kickstarter people and, and people who um, interviewed for the documentary and that kind of thing. So I did all that kind of work. <laughs> now, for folks who may have missed out on that and, and weren't able to share their stories or be part of it, is there a way that they're now able to check out the Soap Life documentary? Um, well, not exactly. Right now, the uh, um, I mean, you can certainly follow us on Twitter at NYPS TV or you know just on Facebook. Uh, just look up Soap Life documentary on daytime drama. Um, you can also go to the website, uh, soaplifemovie.com. But right now, the film is not available for purchase um, to the public. So that might be a couple months. Um, we're kind of 
the film is done. We've um, sent out DVDs to our Kickstarter backers and, you know, people that were involved in the film. But right now, we're kind of trying to see if we can sell the film. And it's, so it's with sales agents. And so depending on how that goes will depend on how soon it becomes available for the public to buy. So you'll have to wait a little bit longer. So what I would suggest is become really good friends with some people who have it already and just go <laughs> over to their house and watch it. <laughs> sounds like a party. It sounds like a lot of fun. Now, whereas Soap Life was a true-to-life documentary, you're also working on a project called My Story that sounds like it's a dash of reality and a splash of artistic license. What is this web series that you have created? Well, My Story uh, follows four soap fans that watch a daytime drama called Moments of Our Time. And the show, basically, they're about college-age girls who watch the soap, and they all have their different reasons for watching. And so the real kind of, I guess you could say, reason behind the show or, you know, why I'm making it is because of all the soap fans I met sort of working on Soap Life. I talked with so many of them on Facebook and Twitter and got to, you know, hear their stories. And even before I got involved in the film, uh, when the shows were immediately canceled, I was listening to a bunch of radio shows and just kind of, you know, reading Facebook posts and Twitter and just kind of started jotting down different stories I'd heard. And um, the director of the show, uh, Cliff, he, you know, basically said to me, because um, at the time I had wanted to make a web series, I wanted to make something to kind of represent what I had learned, you know, at the U of A in my education. And he said, well, why don't you do a web series about soap fans? Because you know soaps, like you love soaps. And, you know, why don't you kind of, you know, make something about it? And I said, okay. So um, basically, Soap Life is, I mean, not Soap Life, but my story is just a comedy kind of in some ways. It's a bit of a dramedy at some points. And as we get on to later seasons, it will be kind of more, maybe more of a drama but it's, it basically just kind of focuses on the crazy lives of soap fans. And not to say that all the soap fans are crazy or anything like that, but it's just about what does it mean to be a soap fan? And, you know, why is it such a big deal when these shows are canceled? You know, mm-hmm. How is that different from when, say, a primetime show is canceled? So it really explores the fandom and a lot of the stories that I had heard I have sort of integrated into the show. And you kind of see that in the first episode. And, you know, as we kind of continue on and get to know these characters, you'll start to see where some of these characters, um, you know, their stories come to life, and it's based on, you know, the stories of people I've heard and people I've met. Well, as you started this, and this is something that I heard when I started SoapCentral.com 18 years ago, there's a question that people ask that I understand you just love to hear. And it would be, well, this is a great hobby, but when are you going to get a real job? What is your what is your response to that question, Heather? My response, well, you know... <laughs> this is a family <laughs> show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Um, you know what it is, is I just feel like, you know, my parents were in the Air Force, and, you know, my sister is following their footsteps and being in the Air Force, and that's great for them. But for me, you know, I wanted to make movies. I wanted to work on television, and I wanted to be involved in soap operas because that was a special bond my mom had watching General Hospital, and I want to kind of make sure that, you know, that it lives on for that for other people. So for me, it's just kind of you have to just work really hard, you know, and just always continue to pursue your dream and what you want to do. And, you know, I 
I haven't made any money off this web series yet, and I probably never will because it takes a long time to make money off of things like this. But um, that's not really important to me because I didn't make it for that reason. I didn't make it for the money or for the fame or anything like that. I just wanted to make a story about soap fans because I had seen so many other web series soap operas that were just a, you know a soap opera itself. While I just figured that the soap fans deserve to have some kind of story that you know talked about them and how they you know kept the soaps alive. And, you know, with what's going on with Prospect Park and All My Children, One Life to Live, you know, they did that. They kept this, the shows alive, and I think that's a great story to tell. That's very true. Now, before we take a call from one of those fans who wants to talk about their soap story, let's let folks know how they can check out my story. Where do they need to go to? What do they need to follow? Give as many details as you'd like. Yeah, um, you can follow us on Twitter at My Soap Story, or you can watch the show um, blip.tv slash my story. And then if you want to check out our website and kind of get to know more about the characters and, you know, our daytime drama moments of our time, which is sort of like a parody of some of the soaps going on, um, on TV right now, you can go to, um, mystorywebseries.com. And we have a Facebook and stuff like that too, but if you connect to at least one of those places, Blip, Twitter, <laughs> or, you'll um, find them all. Yeah, you'll find yeah. it all. You'll, Get connected. <laughs> and don't worry, guys. If you miss that, we're going to be posting that information on our Twitter account. Just follow Soap Central Live. We will share that with you in case you missed anything. So we have a soap fan from California who's been watching for about 30 years. It's Kristen. We're going to bring her into the show and find out how she got hooked on the soaps. Kristen, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi. Thank you. Uh, I got actually went back to the bonding with my grandmother when I was homesick with chicken pox when I was nine years old. I'm now going to be 47, and I actually got my daughter's name, Jillian, from watching Ryan's Hope way back in the day and continued watching on and off, you know, with school and then got hooked on General Hospital, of course, back in the Luke and Laura days. Um, I continued on and actually got the name Kayla from Days of Our Lives, and my daughter's name is Jillian Kayla, and she's now pregnant with her daughter, our first granddaughter, and going to name her Kayla, so that's how far back, and it's all a bonding thing. Both of my girls have watched with me, and it was extremely disappointing when One Life to Live and all my children, you know, left all of a sudden. It was like a piece of Americana, you know? So, but I've been watching for years, and I ended up um, having Jillian uh, back in 1988, and that was before SoapNet and all the other internet and all of that. And she had really bad colic, and so I used to tape all the shows, and that's how I kept up with them. But it was very disappointing when they were canceled, and I just, I really am hoping that somehow Prospect Park can bring it all back together because I think it is a good thing for bonding and issues and different things that you can talk to your kids about. You know, folks may downplay the role of soaps in society, but you mentioned that it was a great way that uh, sort of it was bonding time for grandparents or parents and their children. Right. And that's something that we don't really see. You know, people aren't sitting around the dinner table. People aren't watching soaps together or TV together because you can watch it, you know, on your iPad. Right. Do you think that we maybe need more of this bonding time? I really do. I, I really... Honestly, it brought up issues, you know, way back with Erica Kane, you know, with the first abortion and, and, uh, you know, Bianca becoming a lesbian and, you know, all sorts of different things. And I think, I think a lot of it, I mean, yes, some of it's far out. They come back from the dead and blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> hey, that's how we get our favorite characters back, right? 
It's true. You know, I mean, I, I love these people. You know, I, I think of movie stars, and yeah, it's great, whatever. I admire the people of daytime. I really do. I think that they have a much harder working um, work schedule. I think they it's much fast-paced, and they just seem more down-to-earth and real to me, and that's why I think we can relate to them. Well, I want to thank you for your call, Kristen. I appreciate you sharing your story. That works out with Prospect Park. I think we all do. Heather, uh, yeah. something that Kristen said, you know, uh, coming back from the dead, and that's not really all that believable, but one of the big news stories we had over the past week was someone whose girlfriend was apparently imaginary, and he met this imaginary person on the Internet, and she <laughs> imaginarily died. So soaps maybe aren't really that crazy after all. I never thought they really, I mean, were, because... You know, you look at the news, and you always find the craziest stories. To me, that just completely justifies it, you know, when you find something crazy like that. So, um, you know, I I think it's really funny. I find the people who are really judgmental about soaps are the people who have, like, never really watched <laughs> them and never really watched long enough to see, you know, kind of the more meaningful stories that you find. So... They're the people yeah. who are on Maury trying to find out, you know, which of 20 men could be the father <laughs> to their children. Uh, yeah, I guess so. We have uh, someone else who wants to come on and uh, share a story about how he fell in love with soaps. We always like to hear from guys about how they got hooked. It's a caller from Brooklyn. I believe it's Jamel. Welcome to Soap Central Live. Oh, hi. Thank you for letting me on. Um, yeah, I, I fell in love with the soaps. I think, uh, like the other call, I was home and I was under the weather and, and my mother was watching all my children. And so I got into, um, you know, the Natalie, I think, um, what was her name? Um, Kelly Ripper, when she came on the show, I was mm-hmm. just a, fixated with her. And so that was sort of my, um, introduction into the soaps. And then, you know, I, I watched it off and on and, and then, uh, yeah, I loved them. But I think that what Joe was saying about bonding, I think it's true. I think it was a certain thing that was happening, um, maybe in the eighties or before the nineties and where you can watch a golden girl or something or the stories. It was just sort of very slow, very, um, cozy. It was cozy. It was like you wanted to sit down and just chill out and, and sort of get up in these lives and, and be there. And, um, yeah, the stories were realistic. Some of them, you know, the gang rake of Marty and the mm-hmm. AIDS storyline that just blew my mind on either channel, uh, CBS or ABC when they brought up those, those, those issues. It was, that was one thing that I remembered really big. And all my children too in the early 80s when it was still taboo. So, yeah, I think that they do, um, bring in those realistic story, you know, storylines and, um, I, I just, I love them and I can't wait. I just hope that when the, the stories come back online, that they, they give it, um, you know, they give it some justice. They make it look beautiful. They make the lighting good, and, you know, and the actresses and the actors have a chance to look good. And, you know, you have some, you, you, cause I, it's important that you sort of can sort of get lost into it. You don't see all the, you know, the lighting and the real, the reality. I don't want to look like a reality show. I want to look like a, you know, like a, a soap. I think that that is mm-hmm. certainly a concern that everyone has. We want things to, uh, you know, we want them to go well. And I, I know that, Heather, you probably have experienced some of the growing pains in putting together my story, that sometimes it's not as easy as it seems <laughs> in your head. Right. I mean, it's really difficult. I mean, when I first came up with the idea for my story and where we were going to take it, it was originally supposed to be more of a drama. And then as I kind of wrote it and worked through it. I mean, it's only now that, like, sort of the second half of our episodes this 
season look really good, like because we shot it on a Canon 5D and we, you know, sort of got better equipment. You know, so our show is probably roughly shot on like a $3,000, $4,000 budget. Um, And I think that's probably about, you know, I think most web series are shot under 10,000. Some of the web series, soap operas I've seen or looked at, that's the kind of range. But I think with Prospect Park and these shows, their budget is obviously going to be a lot higher. I don't think <laughs> I we're going to, so. I don't think there's any, there's no, there's no worry, I think, in terms of, you know, I think video quality or sets or anything like that. I don't think that should be a, um, you know, the production value of it, I think is going to be, you know, much better than what you would normally find online. Um, so I don't think there should be any kind of worry there. I think if there's anything to really worry about, it's just going to be, the characters and the storylines and how they come together and how it all works in a half an hour or so. So, you know. I want to thank Jamel for that call. Heather, we have only about a minute left for this part of the show, so I want to give you that last minute to uh, message to fans, let people know how they can check out my story. Anything that you'd like, you've got about eh, about a minute or so. Okay. Well, um, I just want to say to everyone, uh, thank you so much for supporting Soap Life and um, if you haven't seen the film yet and you really want to see it, um, you know, just go find us on Facebook or Twitter. You know, my email is listed. It's hpetro at about.me. Send me an email and, you know, I can definitely let you know when the film will be out and you can watch it. And then um, in terms of my story, please just go check it out and give it a chance. You know, it's a lot of the characters are a little extreme and they're, it's all fun. It's all about soap fans. I think it's really important in today's age that we all kind of support each other and support the soaps in general. So I love it for you guys to go check it out. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I just want to say, you know, good job to the fans for everything they did and getting our shows back to Prospect Park. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today, Heather. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. What Heather said, everybody, is really true. It's what we try to do here on the show every week. It's to support our soaps, to remind people why the soaps are important, why we need to keep them in production, and, of course, to get more people to understand why the soaps are such an amazing genre. I still think there's maybe some folks out there who don't quite get that, and you certainly heard Nelson say that in the first half of the show. So let me thank my guest this week. Heather DiPietro, and of course, from Soap Opera Uncensored, Nelson Branco. If you missed any of the information about how to check either Nelson's site or my story, we'll be posting them on our Twitter feed at Soap Central Live. You can also check out our official show page at SoapCentral.com slash radio. While you're there poking around on the show page, you can check out more than 160 episodes of Soap Central Live. You can listen to any of those past shows for free in a whole bunch of different ways that find the one that you know works best for your sort of listening environment. You can stream them online on demand. You can download them to an MP3 or tablet device. You can even link to iTunes where you can download them for free and even subscribe to a service where every time there's a new episode, it'll download it automatically for you into iTunes. Next week, we have All My Children's Christina Bennett Lind here to reflect on our Bianca Palooza. It was a year ago. Can you believe that? And she's also going to be talking about a new role in the play, Wait Until Dark. We'll also be joined by Days of Our Lives hot new doctor Nathan Owens. So I hope that you'll join us then. It's January 25th at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific for the continuing saga of Soap Central Live. Have a great week, everybody.
Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.